The NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57, and for the NFL Divisional Round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. I like the 49ers over the Cowboys, and I think they'll cover this spread by four points. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ICTPOD. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL Divisional Round and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ICTPOD. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for details. Before we get into the episode, head on over to RighteousFelon.com for all your favorite beef jerky flavors. I'd recommend starting off with the whole shebang craft jerky gift bundle. The jerky is smoky and savory, spicy and sweet. All of your favorites, all in one variety pack. Use promo code OCSN, all lowercase, to get 15% off at checkout. Don't miss this great opportunity. Go to RighteousFelon.com today. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ice Cold Takes podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiMeglio, and today I'm joined by Cody Frankel, the co-host of the Blue Crew Pod with Johnny Lazarus, another guest of the show previously. Cody's here to talk about moves the Rangers could make as we get closer to the deadline including a potential Timo Meyer trade. Hot topic so far this week. Cody, thanks for joining me. How are you? Doing well, man. How you doing, Joey? Doing great. Uh, you guys had, I, I know I talked to you about it before um, before we started recording, but you had Sean Avery on, and yep. you know, that's like an all-time Ranger. Like If you were a fan of the in the Torts days, like or even the Tom Rennie days, Sean Avery was one of those one of those guys that you know people still have like the jersey. I think Johnny was talking about that. People still have his jersey, just like a fan favorite. Uh, not too many players like him nowadays. You could say like Marshand, Matthew Kachuk, Tom Wilson, kind of like that. Yeah. Um, but what was that whole experience like with Sean Avery? I, I, I'm I was surprised you guys didn't say anything about like staying in the bikers lanes. Yeah, you know what, like. The the thing is when when you get on guests like that, like listen, obviously he's got some baggage, um, rightfully so. He he was a brawler, and you know whatever he did, like even throughout his career, he had a target on his back. Um, we wanted to focus on the positive stuff, not the negative stuff. Um, that being said, you know we did get into some funny stuff, like he went off on Pete <laughs> Davidson, which was great. Um, you know, and he told us some some cool stories off the books too. But um, no, he was he was a good guy all in all. Like we were we were pumped to have him on, obviously. And you know, we have we have a couple other like huge former Rangers lined up. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it it was it was good. He's he's the man. Like he's the man. Um, listen, he's for for sure got some views on some things. And <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Twitter today. Like he's been going oh, yeah, off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was, uh, it was 8am his time. So he was like half asleep and I was, and we were just like, Sean, you want to perk it up a little bit? And, and we were giving him some shit for that, but it was 8am his time. Cause he's in Cali. Um, but yeah, he's, he's like an actor now and, and doing, uh, doing a couple gigs. He was in like that movie tenant and, uh, yeah, I mean, he's got, oh, was he? Oh, yeah, yeah. That now. he's got, he's got a couple, uh, you know, I don't know how good he is, but he, he, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's like somewhat decent if he's getting all these gigs, um, you know, 
But uh, yeah, no, nah, it was a good experience. Yeah. Any, any, like, what's the next biggest guess that you guys have lined up? Are you allowed to reveal it or no? I can't reveal it, but um, just because it's not locked in yet. But we, one of the guys we're working with is like an all-time ranger. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that I, I'm always like, you know, on the lookout trying to, you know, I don't know if you've seen my posts on online. Like I try, I do like the crazy stuff to try and get like Kevin Weeks or to come. On. I don't know if you didn't you get weeks on though. I did get weeks on. Yes. It was just, it was just a long, long process, but uh, we got it done. It may not be the best process, but uh, it ended up working. Uh, next guy we got to get on is Callahan. Um, Callie. Yeah. Yeah. We're, awesome uh, we're working on him as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had uh we had Doobie on a couple weeks. He was that was awesome guy. too. That was yeah. awesome too. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's definitely fun having you know former Rangers on. Um, obviously you're not getting current Rangers on because <laughs> they uh you know they don't allow that per se. Um, but and and that's fine. You know they have their rules. I mean that's that's totally fine. Um, there's always like you know ways around it. Like get getting former Rangers on or, you know, broadcasters and, and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. it's definitely fun time for sure. Yeah. There's certainly a lot to talk about too. Like I like to ask those players, like what's going on with, like if they follow the game still, if they keep up with the Rangers yeah. or whatever. So like right now, uh, Timo Myers is a, is a really hot topic to, to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Saravalli was talking about that the other day saying that the Rangers had interest. That doesn't mean that they're going like a move is imminent or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, in terms of like uh, what the Rangers need, they need a scoring winger, and yeah. Myers is checks off all the boxes on that one right there. I think he'd be, I think he'd be the 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 best available winger on the market out of Meyer, Patrick Kane, Tarasenko. I think he's the best one. I mean, yeah, I I can't disagree with you there. The guy has twenty six goals and twenty assists. Um, you know, he's he's a point per game player. Uh, he's, he's for sure outplaying Kane and, and Tarasenko right now. Um, I'm lukewarm on that, you know, Rangers interested in Timo Meyer just because I, I don't see how it works with the cap. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he has a $10 million qualifying offer and if right now his contract, I think is like 6 million, something like that, whatever. Yeah. So anyways, I mean, he's on the last year of his deal. I, I Unlike Tarasenko, who's who's looking for something fresh, sent out like a trade request and so on. Like, don't get me wrong, the Sharks stink, right? Like, he's probably looking for an out, but I also, you know, he's not requesting a trade. Um, yeah, he might get traded, but I, I would assume he's kind of dictating that, whereas like Tarasenko wouldn't be and Kane. The only way Kane's dictating a trade is if he tells them he wants to stay on the Hawks. Otherwise, he's not dictating a trade, really. Whereas Timo Meyer, you know, he's young. Not that the other guys aren't, but, well, Kane's not. But, you know, Timo Meyer is, is a dynamic player right now. He's one of the best scorers in the game. And I feel like he's kind of dictating where he goes next. And, like, he's not going to go somewhere unless it's, you know, he has a deal in place. And he's going to want to go to a good team. Um, not that the Rangers aren't, cause we for sure are right. Like we would be an ideal destination for him. Mm -hmm. He would fit in beautifully. He would be either on the first or second line. And he is the scorer this team desperately needs. Like it's as simple as that. I just don't know how it would work out in terms of financial flexibility because we have none next year. Like we have none yeah. next year. So it's yeah, it's going to be tough to, 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 
potentially lock him up. You wouldn't want to go after him just as a rental, though, right? Like, because that's that qualifying offer is ten million dollars. I I mean, it's tough, right? Like, I would if we're going all in. Like, yeah, sure. But the problem is, right now the Rangers are playing like a top ten team, but they're not playing like a top five team. And if you're saying you're one piece away, which I do think this team is like one long-term piece away. Um, but you know, if, if you're trying to be that top five team that like, yeah, I think the Rangers can get there. I think they have some work to do with, with some of their kids, but, um, you know, if you're making that type of move, you better be damn sure you're winning the cup because nice. what you're going to have to give up on the other side is not going to look favorably amongst the fans. Right, for for a guy like Meyer, yeah, for sure. I don't think they'd be able to to lock him up to an extension unless they get rid of one of Heedle, Goudreau, mm-hmm. Kreider, or Truba. And Goudreau, Kreider, or Truba is definitely not going to happen. As much as fans you know, want the salary to be moved, the organization feels very highly, speaks very highly of Barkley Goudreau. You listen to Galant's comments yeah. about Goudreau, how high he's spoken of him. Why would Drury up and go say, like, Barkley, pack your bags. You're getting out of here. He has a no trade clause too, and the same thing with Truba. I know he hasn't been the greatest this Truba's year. Truba's not going anywhere. It's he's, not going to happen. He's not going anywhere. I mean, just face the reality. It's not going to happen. And so, I, as much as I would want Timo Meyer, it probably makes it still make more sense for Vladimir Tarasenko as like an option for the Rangers because he's like a rental. Yeah. And you no, know, you don't have to lock him up. A guy like Meyer, you would, you would, you would screw the pooch if you don't lock that guy up because he's got his whole career in front of him yeah i mean tarasenko is you know he's i I don't know how much you listen to us but he's one guy i've talked about a lot um he's obviously not producing how he should offensively right now um i think he only has like maybe 11 goals or or something like that but you know the talents there i mean you know the scorings there i i think he just needs to kind of figure it out and and he wants a change right like he wants a change the blues are kind of a fringe playoff team this year um and I, I could see him getting moved and I could see it making sense for the Rangers where like for him, you know, you give up a first and we have two and you give up, I don't know, some like mid tier prospect. And I think that gets it done for a guy like Timo Meyer. You're giving up our better first this year. So whatever mm-hmm. that is on top of that, probably a second, probably one of like the kids are gone mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yep. And, and that, that, you know, that would probably be the move like, and and then like another mid-tier prospect, like you're giving up like minimum three to four pieces for a guy like Timo Meyer. not to say Tarasenko isn't incredible. Cause he is, he's just not producing how he should to date. Um, that being said, like I, I've always loved the guy and I think he can figure it out, but with him, you know, you don't have to sign him long-term like, yeah, it would be great. But like, he is kind of coming up next year, so hopefully he'd be like a, a fixture. But you can't yeah. rely on that, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, o- Othman looks like the real deal. I think he looks as real as it gets. Um, that being said, you know, it's it's kind of it's a little wishy washy with like how we've developed prospects in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be a nervous but like exciting year to come because they need to kind of figure out the whole situation. Right. And uh what's his name? Keandre Miller is due for a big contract extension, like a big pay raise. He's on his ELC right now. Um I think he's gonna get like at least five million. I was I was saying like he's worth 
he will be worth six, mm-hmm. seven million dollars in the future. But oh, they, t- it, oh, because it, totally. he's young right now, they could get him a little bit cheaper, like they did for Shisterkin. Yeah, same exact, a, a great comparison there, and like that's what they're looking at, and I can promise you that's what they're looking at. There, you know, Shisterkin's playing like a six point five, seven million dollar a year goalie, maybe more, mm-hmm. and they're probably looking at the same thing with key, right? Like they know this, this kid has superstar potential. He's never really like panned out from an offensive side until this year. And now he's breaking out and they're like, okay, we need to lock this guy up. And they know they need to lock him up. It's just a matter of like what that deal is. And like, yeah, I think you're probably right. It's somewhere between five and 5.5. They have cap space right now for next year. It says they have like 16 something, but that's going to go real quick when you have to, you know, get three to four vet mins, uh, a backup goalie for like 1.5, re-sign, uh, you know, Lafreniere, and then... That shouldn't right? be too much. Either. Yeah. I think it's yeah. a bridge deal waiting to happen. He's not produced enough to get that Hughes like contract or the Matthew Bull. No, no, no. But, but you know what? I think that being said, I think Lafreniere will still get somewhere north of 3.5 and somewhere. Really? Yeah. I think he'll okay. get, I think he'll get like somewhere around like between 3.5 and like 3.75. Um, you know, you know, you know, the offensive talents there with him. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of like developing that confidence and their alternative is like obviously re-signing Heedle, but Heedle also he's he's played himself into a new contract. Like he's oh, yeah. not going to take less than four million dollars, and the Rangers, as of right now, don't have that four million dollars to give out. Right, like they could if this season ended today, they have sixteen million dollars in cap space for the off season. Yeah, I think they could fit everybody in reasonably. Uh, I don't know about that Lafreniere contract, but I was doing the math. Like certainly, I think four and a half for Heedle per year for like, I don't know, five years. And then yeah. Miller would be like four and a half to five million for same deal, same kind of deal there. So that's what, like nine, $10 million there. So yeah, the issue, the issue with that is I don't think they can fit all three guys in. And the reason I say that is because, you know, you have 22, 23 guys on your roster, whatever it is like next year, I'm pretty sure they only have like, 11 contracts coming back or 12. So they need to fill out, you know, right. 10, 11 their, contracts. Yeah. So think about all those signings we've seen over the year that are like all these vet mins. And then they send these guys like to Hartford, they come up, whatever, but that still counts against the cap. So if you're signing like four guys at, you know, the vet men of 875 or 825, whatever it is, like four guys, that's, that's over three, that's over $3 million. So that yeah, right there is three million, and then you get a backup goalie. Like nobody thought Halak was going to get one point five, but he did. So you give another backup goalie a million to a, a buck five. That's four point five. Let's say Keandre is an even five million. You're at nine point five now, and then you still need to fill four more spots. Mm-hmm. So you know if you're if you're saying Othman's coming up, and like let's say Cooley or someone like that, that's another you know that's another two. And now you're at now you're now you're at five million dollars left, and you have Heedle and Lafreniere. So it's like, you know, I, yeah, I feel like they're gonna have to pick and choose. And I just don't know if they're gonna let Lafreniere go. I I can't see it. I mean, like the the upside for him is way higher than it is for Heedle. Like regardless of how well Heedle's mm-hmm. playing. Um, that being said, I would I, I would love to keep them all, but uh, you know, it's it's gonna be tough. 
it's going to be tough. And and unless a move happens, like you said, like, you know, a good draw or something like that, I just don't know how they're going to do it. Like the, the jury's got to do some like hardball negotiating too. Like he's got a money ball. It. Yeah. He's got to, you know, get that price down. Like the VZ extension was really helpful. Like the, mm. it's really Huge. cost effective and yeah. he's a, a bottom six forward, really effective so far this year. Hopefully he could keep that up for, the entirety of that contract extension. Hopefully it's not just like a one and done like kind of year where he's, you know, breaking out like that. Yeah. They should, they should give the exact same deal to Gautier. Yes, exactly. I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. Gautier is, is, you know, I've been one of his bigger supporters. So is Um, Johnny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Guys, he's got like the, he's the fastest guy on the team. Next to Kreider, he's the fastest guy on the team. He's probably the strongest guy on the team. Uh, he draws the most penalties on the team. That's like a perfect fourth liner for you of the future. Yeah. I know he he's not a goal scorer. People will make fun of that, but that's just what it is. Like Brian Boyle was a first round pick. I said this before on this show. Like Brian Boyle was a first round pick, but he was a fourth line center like for majority of his career, yeah. especially on the Rangers. So, yeah. no, it's not a bad thing that he pans out that way. I mean, you want you want to talk about Gautier, like. Yeah, throw him in any day of the week over Sammy Blay, okay? Because exactly. Sammy Blay stinks. That guy stinks. He's played over 50 games and has zero goals. Like, that's unheard of. I mean, at this point, it's just like, you know, it, it, he's he's wasting useful minutes on this team and, like, just brings nothing to the team. And, you know, everybody's going to look back on that Buchnevis trade and, and see it as, like, one of the, one of the worst all time. I, I mean, it sucks. I don't look at it that way only because we had to make that move. Like we had no choice cap wise, but man, oh man, does that guy stink. And like, yeah, mm-hmm. put, put Gautier in over him all day long. Yeah. I was really, really frustrated that like a couple times Gallant put in uh play over Gautier. I was really pissed off at, at those moves, but it seems like Gautier, once he gets healthy, he'll be a staple in the lineup. He has yeah. been for most of this year. I'm glad he's being consistent this year. Um, but yeah, Sammy Blay, I think he's he's worked his way off this team. Next year, he's definitely not coming back. I don't think the Rangers see anything. Any totally. But I mean, they also they also keep bringing Hayek back, so they must see something in Hayek. So does that mean they also see something in Blay? Like even if it's just a little bit. And Hayek is Hayek the kayak. That that guy's forever gonna be floating upstream. I mean, he he just you know he basically has team immunity. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I, I think they just look at Hayek as like a low floor, bottom tier defenseman who's like reliable per se. How reliable he is, like you've seen firsthand, it's it's not ideal. Um, that being said, they need to, you know, they need that third pair defenseman, right? They need someone in, like they brought Ben Harper in. He's He's been fine. Um, we have some guys in the farm, do we know if they could be good? I don't know. Zach Jones is obviously waiting for his opportunity, but for some reason, they're just not high on him. They are just not that high on Zach Jones. I don't know why, but they look at him as just not being the guy. So they need to find a way to, to bring someone else in. And and that's another, that's another perfect example, right? You had 5 million or whatever, 6 million, what we just went through, like bottom tier defenseman, that's going to cost you another 2 mil. So now you have four million dollars for one of Heedle, one of Lafreniere. Like you got to pick and choose. On paper, right now, yeah, it should be Heedle, no question about it. 
the Rangers aren't going to cut ties with Lafreniere. I just, I just don't see it. It makes no sense. Like you, you spent a first overall pick on him. Like it, it just makes no sense. You see the upside and you know, so Hedo could go the other way. This, this trade deadline. That, that is, mean, that means they need a third line center. They need somebody yeah. else to, to replace him. Yeah. Um, and the third pair defenseman, I've always, I've been looking at Gavrikov. Uh, mm. That would be an awesome pickup for the Rangers because I think he could be used interchangeably. Uh, let's say Truba is a, keeps being abysmal. Like he could uh-huh. be used. He's a top four defenseman, Gavrikov. But yeah, I look at him like almost like he's like Klein or Strawman. Like he's a very reliable defender. But I don't know how much he would be asking for his contracts up after this year. So do you make the move for him and just have it be a rental, or do you make the move and lock him up? I don't know what the preference is for the Rangers. Yeah, it's it's going to be so tough with them because they've always like the one things the one thing no one would argue the Rangers do well are they develop goalies and they develop defensemen. So I guess the two things, right? Clearly they have some trouble developing young, offensive, talented kids. But on defense, they have been pretty good. And, you know, Schneider's turned into a really, really good defenseman. Keandre has turned into a really good defenseman. And I know Fox didn't start with the Rangers technically, but, you know, he's obviously top tier is, you know, he's S tier as, as high as it gets. So I don't know what their long-term D plans are, but I could tell you right now, they're for sure looking um, for someone to fill that void because they know if they get deep in playoffs, they don't want another, uh, you know, another bronze situation where like a guy gets exposed um, against a team like Pittsburgh or, or someone who's faster than them and, you know, starts scoring on them. Right. They want to avoid that. Um, I just, I just don't know what they're going to do. They can go so many different avenues this trade deadline, and it, it, the two things that are the biggest pressing needs are obviously that third pair D man, and number one is a scorer. Mm-hmm. Um, if they need have a, to pick, need a guy who could beat the goalie with the shot. They don't have, yeah. they have too many passes on the range. Yeah, they need Frank Vitrano is what they need, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's going to be tough. And luckily for us, there are like four, five, six guys available that that can beat that goalie and is, is shoot first mentality. And, you know, right now on this team, they only have two players. They have Kreider and they have Mika. That's it. Every other player on the team, regardless how many goals they score, they're past first mentality. And mm-hmm. we need another guy. It's as simple as that. I would throw – I might throw Hedl in that conversation too with Kreider and Zibanejad. He's just still, not there not yet though. In yeah, his shot's not there yeah. yet, but it's yeah. – it's, he does like to shoot it. It's just not as accurate. Yeah. As it, yeah. I mean, listen, Kako likes to shoot it too, but his shots also like, it's not there yet. They need a proven bona fide goal scorer to come in here and score some goals. Yeah. for this team. And That's, hopefully by this yeah. time next year, Kako's shot is fully like taken to the next step. Hope so, man. I mean, he's yeah. looked, he's looked really good lately. So he's, you know, he, him and Hedl are really building that rapport together and, and, you know, they're, they're working towards getting there. Um, you know, Lafreniere is the guy who who everybody needs and wants to see more of, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, we'll see. Yeah, and I don't even think like with Lafreniere, it's not going to be like you just give him the ice time and he's going to flourish. Like, it's a big development issue. I think I was I was so shocked when Gallant called out David Quinn the other day. I was shocked. I could not believe he did that. Like the balls that he had to to say that, I was like, wow, can't believe it. And honestly, I think he's right because like, Lafreniere should have had as many minutes as possible when when Quinn was here because we were trying to lose. The team was trying to lose. Yeah, um, 
Yeah. I mean, he's not wrong, but like the, at, at the same time, it's like he's not getting as many minutes as possible now. You scratched him the other night as a healthy scratch. Yeah. Like that, the one thing the Rangers need to do is build this kid's confidence, and, mm-hmm. and that's not the way to do it. Um, that being said, he needs to fucking play better. Like he, he needs does, to yeah. play better. Yeah, yeah. He need, he hasn't had the the puck a whole lot. It's very similar. We had this conversation. A lot of people had this conversation last year. Like, what's going on with Lafreniere? My my diagnosis is like he didn't have the puck at all. He wasn't yeah. touching the puck at all. Like he was not noticeable at all on the ice. So I would say that's like his positioning, like yeah. his play away from the puck. And I think the Rangers have said like that's know kind of what they want him to improve on it was a little better in that game against columbus um the the rangers as a team took advantage of playing against one of the worst teams in the league for yeah. the most part um first two periods they dominated uh Kravtsov got a really nice goal i like that i like that so third line yeah i like that third line Hedl, Kravtsov, and goudreau like because goudreau's not pulling all the weight uh-huh. Uh, Goudreau cannot barkley goudreau cannot pull all the weight on the line you cannot put him in the top six and just say like hey pass these guys the puck or whatever, or rip this top corner. Like, no, 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 no. Like, when he was on Tampa Bay, he was on the third line, and he was sort of supporting two players that were better than him. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And that's what made that so effective. I think it could be a little bit like that with Hedl and Kravtsov. Like, Hedl is carrying that line. Kravtsov is, is picking up his game for the past few weeks. So, Goudreau just needs to be there for support. And he's yeah. a good hockey player when he's not turning the puck over. So You're you're absolutely not wrong. And, you know, it, it was great to see Kravy score. I think he needed it for his confidence. Um you know, and, and that's what the Rangers want to see from him, right? He he was destroying people in at, for tractor. So we need to see that for him here. Um I I still would be shocked if he's in a Ranger uniform next year. Yeah. But think the same thing. you never know. You never know. I like the kid. I like the kid, but it's just with the way this team is going, considering they went to the conference finals last year. Yeah. You know, ownership wants them to make that deep run again. Um he hasn't had the production that is 
needed on this team. So he could be used as an asset at the deadline. I would say he gets moved at the deadline. I would even say he gets moved before Heedle. I know you said that Heedle's probably going to get moved at the trade deadline, or mm-hmm. at least that's what you think. I think Kravtsov is going to get traded before anybody else on this team. If it's for, like, Kane or Tarasenko or mm-hmm. even Meyer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kravtsov definitely could be used as the guy in a, you know, in a Tarasenko or a Kane trade. I think it's just a matter of what what is the Rangers' plans after that? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, okay, so now they lost another young kid, and and now they got Kane. Great, you're set for this year, but, like, what's next? Um, people want to know, like, the long-term plan for this team, and it, it's tough to figure out with this cap situation. This cap situation is abysmal. So it's something tough to figure out. And I think, I think we'll have a lot clearer of an idea of, of the way this team is, you know, the trajectory is going and the, and the way this team's going. Like once we have that new body in here in, in a month and a half or, or whenever the trade deadline is, I think it's, I think it's March something, but um, you know, I, I think they'll have a, a lot better idea. Like, all right, this is the squad who we're going into battle with. And, this is the team that needs to get it done because if they don't, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to have a better chance to win the cup than if you have a Tarasenko or a Patrick Kane on your team. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's going to be a lot like last year where it's going to be a guy's bunch of guys that fill out the roster. Very we possible. Don't we don't know if they're going to be brought back next year. Like, Vetrano would have been a good player to keep. Totally. But I don't totally think the, the salary would have worked out for the Rangers. Yeah. I mean, listen, he got he got paid, right? He got paid mm-hmm. for from Anaheim, and and we weren't matching that. We weren't we were not giving the guy three point five million dollars. Right. It just exactly. wasn't happening, and it is what it is. It sucks, and you know he's playing pretty well there. Um, he probably would have been playing better here, uh, but it is what it is. And like, I loved him on the team, and I'm happy for him. I mean, like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're waiting for Othman to like kind of take it into his own. Totally, um, totally. Next year, like if that that would solve so many problems if he came in and just immediately started. He, he's going to be on this team next year. I, yeah. I'm telling you right now, he is filling Kravtsov's spot. He will be on the team next year. He will be, you know, either our third right wing or our second right wing, whatever it is, or if he lights it up, our first right wing. Who knows? But he will be in this top nine next year. I mean, they're not. They're absolutely not going to send this guy back mm-hmm. a third time, um, you know, to the OHL, and and they're not going to want him to play in Hartford either. Like he's going to fully expect to make the team out of camp, or you could have a type of, you know, Kravtsov situation on your hands, right, where you have top mm-hmm. talent who's wants to play. So and and they need him. So yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, they they definitely do need him. Uh, before we, we, we go on to the next, I want to talk about that game against Dallas. Like, I haven't had a chance to react to it on this show, but you guys talked about it on your show. What a crazy finish for that. Like, the one nothing game, not, I mean, it felt like a playoff game. Um, and the Rangers desperately needed to shoot the puck at the very end of the game, as if they didn't know that they had to shoot the puck. And Gondry Miller just, Man, what a defenseman! What a what a great yeah. what a great defenseman Miller is becoming. Uh, that that tying goal was certainly electric. Like, I don't usually stand up like when I'm watching the games. Like at the end of the game, mm-hmm. when it's when they're down one, I don't usually stand up. I usually just stay sitting. But I stood up on that one because I just had oh, yeah. a feeling that that they would tie it, and they did. So I lost my mind. And then the the Fox overtime winner was just absolutely disgusting. Filth, 
absolute filth. That backhand was disgusting. And he is, you know, people forget about how, just how good offensively Adam Fox is. I mean, when he wants to, it's similar to Keandre. Keandre's offensive ability is, you know, I feel like we have once a month a holy shit, this guy just put on a clinic when Keandre Miller scores a goal or, or whenever it is. But um, yeah, I mean, these, these guys are studs and that was like, that was a full, you know, playoff atmospheric type of thing where it's everybody just lost their mind. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. that was the most thrilling regulation to overtime win that I think I've had. And, you know, probably, the last three years so it's mm-hmm. like it, it was crazy right everybody went nuts um and and this team's good now so it's it's an exciting time for these guys and uh you know as we're recording here like they have a very very tall and tough task ahead of them tonight so mm-hmm. yeah that'll be uh it's a huge test like i don't think boston is as good as people say I agree, man. Yeah. I'm with you. I've been getting roasted for I it. Heard, and... I heard you say. I heard you say that on your show. Yeah, I mean, listen. I've been getting roasted on it all day for Twitter, but I stick with my stance. I think right now, Allmark is playing out of his mind, which is fine. Good for him. And I think Pasta, who is an incredible player and a top player in the league, is doing a lot more than the rest of the squad. I mean, the guy has 35 goals, and I think the next closest to him is like 15 or 16 or something like that. Like he is, he is putting not to say guys like Martian and, you know, Bergeron and and all those guys aren't putting on, you know, holding their own weight. They are. It's just Mm -hmm. pasta's holding triple that weight. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Omar's playing at such a high tier right now that it's, it's hard to, it's hard to match. Like nobody knew he can get to this level. Um, and he's here. So it's like, you know, that being said, I, I, don't think this te- this is sustainable, and I don't think this team is like the greatest team I've ever seen in my right, life. Right, right. Tampa Bay's team was better. Yeah, like it's the same Boston team as last year. It's the right. same team. They made no major moves. Right. I, mean, I just think I think it's like the coach. Like they're just heavily motivated by the new coach. Totally. I'm right? sure. I'm sure. We had the conversation like when Glant was on the hot seat. I think mm-hmm. Cogliano was talking about how like no matter which coach the Rangers would decide to come in. It would just light a fire on their under their ass, like they would Absolutely. play good no matter what. Like I don't think, yeah, like you said, they didn't make any changes. They have Hall on the third line though. That's probably like one of the bigger difference makers. Yeah, Omar playing great, like out of his mind. He'll never be able to replicate that success again. It's the same deal we said about Shostak. People said about Shostakin last year. Yeah, and Pasternak playing at in an all time level. Those are the two. Deter- those are the the two or three determining factors for why the team is why Boston is killing it uh, this year. But if you fast forward a year from now, no way they are on this, this uh, win loss ratio that they're I'm on. there with you, man. I'm there with you. I, I don't, I don't see it. Um, I don't think they're going to win the cup this year, regardless of how heavy favorited they are. Uh, I just, I think it's the same team. Like, yeah, sure. The coach is motivating them and, and their goalies playing incredible. Mm-hmm. If Allmark is still playing this well in April. All right. Then I might yeah. rethink things, but I don't see him, you know, keeping this up for another three months. I think at some at some point he's gonna, you know, falter and and uh, we'll we'll see how the team kind of like shifts through adversity there. So, 
I, I we say all this and watch the Rangers get absolutely creamed tonight. It's very. I mean, listen, it's possible. <laughs> like, yeah, I think the Rangers got to show up to play. Uh, going back, wait before we we, we uh, transition. I was gonna add something about uh, Keandre Miller. Um, as like someone that's watched like from the Tortorella days, saw Michael Delzato, then saw Av and Brady Shea. Like, I feel like Keandre Miller is what Delzato or Brady Shea was supposed to be for this team. Like, they were both drafted as, like, like offensive kind of defensemen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had initial success and until it fell apart. Yeah. But I think with Keandre Miller, it's not going to fall apart because he's playing so much better than those guys ever had. Oh, yeah. I know, it's, like, it's I know Shea, like, lit yeah. it up his first year in the league with points. But defensively, he kind of fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Shea was tough. Like, you know, we thought he was going to be a lot better than he was. And then each year he got progressively worse. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Keandre Miller's the exact opposite. In fact, like he's, you know, he had a rough stretch towards the start of last year and then figured his stuff out was incredible in the playoffs. And this year he's been on an absolute Mm -hmm. tear. I think he's, I think over the last like 15 games, he's almost a point per game player. I mean, Mm -hmm. he is, you know, he is, um, a huge spark plug for this team. And if on the Rangers, I am locking him up like before the end of the year, no questions asked. So top 20 defenseman. Uh, no, but um, In the I could, yeah. I could see him getting there. I could okay. see him getting yeah, there. I mean, if he, you know, if he finishes this year with 50 points, who's to say he's not a top 20 defenseman, he's elite defensively. And now the offensive productions there, like, what reasoning would you have to not put him top 20 um, right now? Like, no, he's not. He, he's probably like somewhere in that 30 to 40 range. Um, but, you know, I, I he's getting better each game, right? So, like, I could see him getting there. I could see him finishing there. He just he just needs to keep going on a tear, keep doing his thing. And the guy is as locked down as it gets. Um, and he just needs to clean up, like, his stupid mistakes. You know, he makes a few uh, – a few dumb errors here and there, but like, listen, who doesn't, right? So, right. like the game against Montreal, he made a bad mistake. Yeah, and, you know, right after that, calm yourself down, and then he made that crazy play. Was it on Suzuki on the breakaway? Yeah, yeah, it was on Suzuki. Unbelievable! Yeah. Not yeah. a single player on the Rangers could have made that play. Yeah, I think he's the one who gave it up to him, and yeah. then he like hunted him down and stopped it. I mean, it, yeah, I mean his defensive ability, like no one's questioning it. He is. You know he's a he's a freak athlete, like for sure. He's he's incredibly talented. So, yeah, the strides on him, he's so fast, like kicks into the high gear so easily. It's it's unbelievable. Like I, I love watching him play. I love seeing Fox Miller as a pair, like at the end of the games, like when they're down a goal. Um, I think the Rangers should. I know you guys were talking a little bit about that, but I think they should keep doing that. Like at the end of the game when they're down a goal, Fox Miller. Or when they need it the most, Fox Miller as a pair would be, would be a, a good yeah, one. Yeah, like, in the playoffs. Yeah, that's that's Fox Miller is tough because it's like we've seen firsthand the last like five years. The Rangers love going with a balanced lineup over yeah, going yeah. with like top heavy. Um, you know, in playoffs, like yeah, if shit's not working, you better put Miller yeah. on that line with Fox and let Lindgren and Truba just start fighting people. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Overall, it's fine. Like the way they are. It just yeah, would be a yeah. little bit more exciting. 
to, to see so, Fox Billiards return. I, yeah, I mean, it would be it would be awesome. It would be you know they they'd put on a clinic for us, and then I'm sure Lingren and Truba would also put on a clinic in terms of like roughing guys. They'd be the Bash Brothers, right? You'd recreate uh-huh. the Bash Brothers uh-huh. right there. Yeah, yeah, I'd be confident with those two on the ice for sure. Truba, Lindgren, and Fox Miller, <laughs> just like situationally. I was saying yeah. that, like, I was saying that last week with with my guest, and turns out the Rangers did that, like, to tie the game, and uh, it's crazy, like, because they they stuck with that. And then the overtime, like, what a great play by Zibanejad too, like to to steal the puck from what was it, Heiskanen? Yeah, Heskinen. yeah, yeah, it was huge where he where he took that away and then yeah. buried it. Yeah, yeah. Certainly not 50 defensemen that are better than DeAndre Miller, though, right, Jay Fresh? I mean, that guy's that guy's that guy's a clown. I I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I mean, putting him 54th is is a twisted joke. Um, yeah. I mean, his charts are just. I mean, he's he's a Pen- I think he's a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Yeah, so is, that, that'll that'll tell you everything you need to know about him. Right, like the analytics will say, like Patrick Kane isn't a good player, but that's not true. We all know he's a good player. Like he doesn't yeah. suck. He yeah. doesn't suck. It's yeah, just I mean, he's listen, old now and he's on a shitty team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like if you're come talk to me if you think Patrick Kane's a bad player. I mean, listen, like you know the charts only get you so far. The red and the blue and and so on. Like most people are very black and white and want to know. Like they care about the points and they care about you know plus minus whatever it is he's consistently a producer on any on his team every single year and any team he will go to he will be a very consistent producer and mm-hmm. that's that's enough said right so it's like would you say he out of like the if you had to rank like the trade values of Meyer Tarasenko and Kane like who would fetch the most obviously Meyer but then who would come next yeah, I think I think Kane is is probably second, and I say that only because the Hawks understand they probably need to eat some of that contract, mm-hmm. and yep. they're okay with it because they have a lot of cap. So I, I think he'll fetch you know a further price than other rentals like Tarasenko or a guy like Ryan O'Reilly or something like that, just mm-hmm. because um, you know he he's obviously three time Cup winner, and um, you know he's he's been a top dog in this league for a really long time and is instantly going to go to a contender and, and have no, they, they have to have no fear of like getting acclimated to the city or anything like that. Like they know that guy's going to come in and he's going to straight up ball. That 50% retained is such a big difference. Like go back to when the Rangers traded Nash to Boston, how much more did they, did they ink out of them? Did they leak out of them? Yeah, just by taking fifty percent and Matt Bolesky's contract, like that's a huge deal. Uh-huh. Uh, you get so many assets doing that. That's what teams like Arizona should be doing, like Chicago should be doing. Like as totally. long as it, the 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 term isn't like too long, like maybe one or two years, then it's fine. That's fine. Totally. It's totally. Fine. Yeah. Um, if you had to make a prediction for tonight's game against the Bruins, what would you say the final score would be? I think I did a prediction um, on our episode. I can't remember what it was. It's going to be tough. I want to put Boston in their place so bad. Um, You know, they're just explosive right now. Um, It's going to be hard to keep pace with them. But see, if Igor's on his money, 
I would say three, two Rangers. And I, I would mm-hmm. say there's going to be a way we can squeak out. Right. A win. They got to pick up the goal scoring though. The Rangers haven't yeah. scored many goals recently. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to say because of that factor, like we are home. Um, yeah. but you know, I, I'm going to say four to two Boston. Mm. Um, good one. I, I, I think, you know, I think it's gonna be tough, but with a caveat that if we get things going early, you know, score a goal early, like, we need to keep a one goal lead, not a two goal lead. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Rangers roll, but uh, you know, if I- Igor's really on his stuff, I, I mean, I, I could see us beating them. Um, I, I just think things are going to need to go right. And man, how great would it be if like Lafreniere finally has his coming out party tonight and has a hat trick or something crazy, right? Right. Um, right. Or even just a goal. But I think Swayman is probably going to be in that because Omar played last night against the Islanders, so that's also something to consider too. Yeah, I don't know if they'll put Swayman in net tonight. They might they might go back really? to back with Olmark. Wow. Um, they, they might go back to back with Olmark. And the reason I say that is because they don't play again until Sunday. So, mm. you know, they know he's getting two days rest. And like if they throw Olmark in net, like they might just be like, You have the day off tomorrow. Um, you know, we'll pick it up again Saturday. Um, but yeah, I mean, they could see Swayman and if they see Swayman, then yeah, fuck it. Rangers, Rangers three to two for sure. So yeah, if, if all marks in that, I go three, one Boston and, uh, Swayman's in that Rangers, uh, Rangers don't score many goals on backup goaltenders. They make them look bad or make them look good Two one Rangers. If Swayman's in that, yeah, <laughs> for whatever reason, every time a backup goaltender or, uh, a second or third tier goalie is in that the Rangers make them look like all-stars of course man yeah. that's that's just the way the cookie crumbles right yeah and it's been like that for years like going back to towards the av oh yeah david quinn always i think uh deming in the playoffs we did that too when he came in like during overtime oh man deming was uh deming in in the playoffs for pittsburgh was he was hot early but you know we obviously got through to yeah. him it was great we did take advantage of the weak goaltender eventually, but yeah. All right. Well, anyways, Cody, thanks so much for joining me this week. Awesome, Ice, Cold, Ice Cold Takes listeners, take it easy. We'll see you guys next week. Hey, Rangers fans. Thank you so much for listening to the Ice Cold Takes podcast this week. Make sure you follow at Ice Cold Takes pod on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest Rangers info. See you all next week. Time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay.